how do you believe in someone in such a way that it enables them to become? Welcome to Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You, the podcast that focuses on Christians that are active in everyday life. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to educators to athletes about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now, get ready to roar with your host, the voice of manifestation, John Fuller. Hey, Roar Nation, John Fuller here, and I am fired up, super excited to introduce to you today my very special guest, Dub Alexander. Dub, are you fired up and ready to roar? I was born ready, John. Yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. All right. (laughs) I want to give you an intro to Dub. Dub Alexander is passionate about the subject of personal purpose. At a certified life coach with Living Life by Design, Dub enjoys unlocking people's potential and accelerating their lives in every area. He has a passion to see nations operate in kingdom principles and is currently pursuing statesman training to increase the influence in that arena. He's been married to his wife, Beth, for 13 years, and they have a five-year-old daughter named Cinda in hopes of adopting in the near future. All right, Dub, I gave our guest just a little bit of an intro of you. Why don't you share a little bit more about your interests and your passion for Jesus and how that overlaps in business, buddy? Absolutely. Thanks, John. I appreciate that. Um, I would say that I have a huge desire to see change uh, happen, to see problems be solved, to see issues in our world and our nation uh, be resolved, and just to see things become what they can be. I love to see potential unlocked, not just in people, but in organizations, uh, in nations. Uh, Anything that I look at, I like to think, okay, what could this be? How could I help it become that? And so that's, that's really how I live my life. And uh, I just want to see uh, change take place, and I want to see people become who it is that, that they have the potential to be. And so no matter where I find myself, that's always in the back of my mind, and that's a, a trigger that I'm always looking to pull and looking to engage. I, I love what you're saying, man. I love um, what you're talking about because I'm right on the same wavelength as you is seeing the best uh, come out of people. Now, coming into that dub, obviously, what has been, do you have like a success quote or has there been an inspirational scripture that's kind of led you into that? Or um, what does that look like for you? I would say that uh, a quote um, by Dr. Barry Linhart has just really radically changed my life and helped me become uh, who it is that I have been created to be. And that would be, if you do not believe the truth about yourself, you will believe a lie about yourself. Wow, that is so powerful because, um, I mean, you could answer this better than I could, but what when you're coaching people, especially as groups, what would you say the majority of people actually believe a lie? Is, is Am I correct on that? I would say um, absolutely all of them. Uh, all of them have, have some lies that, uh, you know, they just, just accepted throughout the years, you know, um, you know, people can put stuff on us. It can be our parents, it can be teachers, it can be a coach, whatever it is. Uh, we can take the way that someone says something, even if it's not the exact wording that they use, but we can take uh, the feeling that we get from that. Or sometimes, you know, people just blatantly say things to us that are not true, uh, that's just their opinion about us. We can take those things and internalize them. And before you know it, we're living out of 
these preconceived notions about ourselves that are not the truth about ourselves. And so that's one of the big things that I do when I'm coaching people is, is I ask them, okay, what, what is it that you think about yourself? How do you see about see yourself in this situation or that situation? And then if I see something that, uh, you know, just isn't clicking correctly, then I'll, I'll just try and bring some light to that and help them rephrase uh, how they see themselves and how they say themselves. I can get them to begin to speak truth about themselves uh, it just unlocks them, and it just creates change in everything around them. Dub, if you would, for our listeners, um, real quick, I would love to see that. So let's just say uh, we'll use me for an example, and I think a lot of people at times think maybe they're not smart enough or they would, uh, they're not gifted enough to go do something, I think because it holds people back from going and doing maybe what God's called them to do. So uh-huh. if I was to come to you and say, hey, Dub, I, you know, I just – I just don't think I can. I'm I'm just not capable or I'm not smart enough. What does that look like? And and I want to use that as an example for our listeners to take something away, just one nugget to take away that they could uh, implement. Absolutely. So if you come to me in a disempowered state, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to have you shift your focus and have you begin to tell me things uh, that you do right areas that you do excel in. I'm going to say, okay, I see you've got these dreams and you're telling me that you just don't think that you can achieve them. Well, let's stop and take a look back and see areas where you have excelled. I want you to tell me about that. And so I'll begin to engage them in a conversation. Uh, They'll share with me areas that they do feel confident in, that they have seen success in. And then I'll take it a step back and I'll say, okay, so what were the things that you implemented? What were the strengths of, of character, the strengths of personality that are natural to you, that you engage to see success in that area. And then I'll say, okay, so let's pull those strengths out now that we've identified them and, and look at this dream that you have. Now, how can we implement those, those strengths that we've identified into you accomplishing this dream that you have? I love that. I mean, it's just really it's really simple. It sounds like it's just really breaking down the lies that we've told ourselves, and then implementing the truth of what we've done in the past into the future of what we want to do. Is, is that right? That's it, man. Uh, I found that people as a rule, uh, really tend to struggle with celebrating their past successes. And when you refuse to celebrate past success, then you will abort success in the future. You've got to feed uh, yourself uh, with the good that you have accomplished, that you have pulled off. That would accelerate you. That's great stuff. Man, I, I, I could go on rabbit trails and keep asking you questions. I'm going to stay a little bit on track here. Um, so, Dub, obviously you haven't always done coaching. Um, know a little bit about uh, your background, and I know it's uh, like a lot of us. We've gone through a lot of garbage uh, to get where we're at today, and uh, God has been awesome. But what has been a defining moment for you to go down the journey where you're at now? What got you on the path to start doing personal coaching and where you saw, hey, this is this is an area that I want to tackle? So I had spent the majority of my life in the church mountain, uh, working in different ministries and uh, you know in different areas of the church, but always in uh, a pastoral form of, of, of one way or another. And when I went to uh, the Living Life by Design modules, 
I sat there and I went, I walked through their 40 day process and not only me, but the group of, uh, of students that went through with me. And I saw the amount of life change that took place in 40 days and I could see, okay, so I've spent four to five years in a pastoral role with these people, but, and only experienced so much change, but in this 40 day process, their lives are radically different. And so I just, in that moment, I knew I've got to change something. I've got to learn what it is that these facilitators, that these life coaches are doing uh, to create change at an accelerated life in people's lives uh, so, because that's, that's what I have to uh, engage in to find fulfillment myself. And so going through the Living Life by Design modules was definitely the defining moment that shifted me uh, out of the, the pastoral role in the church mountain into a, a life coach role in the business mountain. I love that. So that was my next question. Where do you feel you're heading? What mountain? Because we talk about the seven mountains on our podcast. So what mountain are you really seeing that God's called you to now? Well, I would say for sure that I'm currently operating in the business mountain, but I also have a great calling on my life for the government mountain. I'm just uh, consumed with, uh, with just how governments work and how much God wants to be involved in government. Uh, when, when Jesus came, the Bible says that the government was upon his shoulders. And so Jesus didn't bring a religion. He brought a government himself, and that government is the government of the kingdom. And so the reason that our nation is having problems, that nations all across the world are, are having these issues, is because their government is not the government of the kingdom. But God radically wants to infiltrate the government mountain and bring kingdom principles into it. And I've got a real heart for that. And so I'm currently taking statesman training uh, with an organization called I Change Nations and Ambassador Clyde Rivers. And uh, what he does is he teaches people how to carry themselves uh, and have the correct etiquette, uh, <laughs> understand different countries' cultures so that they can go in under the title of statesman and bring God's truth to situations. He said this to me as, as, as we were talking, and I was deciding whether or not this was a route I was going to go down. He said, if you go into another nation as a pastor, either that nation will think that you are irrelevant, or they will think that you want their money. He said, it's, it's bad, it's terrible, it's not a truth, but that's just how the nations of the world have begun to see pastors. And so he said, I have to train men of God to walk into nations as statesmen, because when you walk in with the title of statesman, then a nation will listen to you, and they believe that you carry the answer to their problem. And so that's definitely a mountain that I'm currently pursuing as well. I really love what you said about that as far as a viewpoint, the way people see, uh, obviously, pastors coming in, because a lot of times I think people look at that as, what do you want? Instead of, obviously, you're going in to the situation is what can I give? What can I make you better? How can I make your nation better? What what can I do to make you better? And I think that totally changes the perspective of how nations and people are going to see, um, I think, today's evangelists. Come on. Yeah, so, man. Okay, so, Dub, I want to go into uh, – I want to walk down with our listeners uh, a road – I want a story and what I want is I want people to see a real authentic side of you. You know, too many times I believe that we walk into a church and everyone's got this, uh, I call it the church smile and everyone says, yeah, I'm good. Everything's great. And you know, deep down things aren't. And there's, there's a authentic side that people want to see. And what I want to ask you is what has been a point in your life 
whether it's been recently in uh, working with Living Life by Design or go back in your past that has been really challenging for you, uh, that was something that you had to face uh, either personally or in your career that you had to overcome. But I want to hear the darkest part about it, but I also I want to know what God did uh, with you through it and how you overcame it. Yeah, great question. I would uh, I'd have to go back about six years ago. Um, yes, yeah, six, maybe seven now. And I was youth pastoring uh, down in a little town called Vernon, Texas. And uh, my wife and I had, had moved there, and we began this, uh, this youth ministry. We started with probably, uh, I don't know, a dozen kids or so. And uh, we had just we really dug in and, and just did everything that we knew how to do. We grew the youth group to about 85 and, uh, at that time, and I was working really hard with a select few students uh, that were on my leadership team and, and just investing everything that I had into them. And things seemed to be going great. And then in this one month, um, I had, you know, uh, four, four or five out of the, out of the six um, students on my leadership team just make some really terrible decisions. And, um, and I just took that as a failure on myself because I was investing so much in them. In them. And I sat down and I remember talking with Beth and saying, are we even, uh, are we even in purpose right now? Are we doing what we need to be doing? Because how could this happen? How could these students that we've invested so much in and, and just championed and supported, how, how could they have made these terrible decisions? And I was just feeling so despondent and uh, dejected. And, and really, we were just at a place where we were like, man, maybe we should just quit and find something else to do. And um, so we walked through a couple of days of that, just struggling and, and praying and asking the Lord to shed some light on it. And then uh, finally he spoke to me and he said, he said, Doug, you have pumped so much truth into those students that the lies had to come out. And now that the lies are out, they can be dealt with. And he just showed me this picture uh, that, where everything just finally made sense. And I saw that so many of us, and, and myself included, you know, we walk around with these lies uh, that we carry, which cause us to make bad decisions. But if we've been in the church for any amount of time, we've learned how to cover it up and hide it. Uh, but as truth gets pumped into us, the lies have no choice except to come out. And sometimes they come out in some rough ways, you know, and we make some super dumb decisions. But once those lies come out, they can be taken care of. And, uh, and then all that's left is truth. And that's really what we're after. We want people to be able to walk in the fullness of the truth of who they are. And so I would say that was one of the darkest times of my life, but also one of the most enlightening times that I understood that principle of how that all worked. I love that when you talked about... Um what God showed you in this situation, because I think too many times we focus on the negative and then what happens is we get so deep in depression or we think we suck or we think uh, all these negative thoughts that we never get out of the rut. And obviously the Lord shows right. you the positive of it. And then when you were able to shift your focus on what God was doing, you know, the, the thing that the things that happened no longer really had a solid footing. Um, they were shaken and obviously, you were able to move forward, I, I take it, in that situation? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, Doug, what was a moment you realized, you're like, dude, this is what I'm created to do. I love it. It sounds like you're talking about living life by design in the 40 days, and it's changed your life. You've got into coaching. Take me into a moment 
and as you're getting into this, did you have like this aha moment where you're sitting there and, you know, God's just downloading into your life or was it just kind of a gentle transition? I mean, take us there. And uh, what does that look like? Oh, there's so many. Um, I would say a big one would be um, I was sitting in my office. It was uh, before I began to work for Living Life by Design, but I had gone through the process. And uh, one of the one of the men that we partner with in Living Life by Design is Dr. Lance Wallnow. And I know you're familiar with him and have talked to him before. Um, but I was I was taking his Seven Mountain University uh, training course. And he was just talking about bringing clarity to what it is that you want your future to look like. And uh, he was just encouraging us to be bold and just to go before the Lord and say, God, this is the dream that I have. Uh, this is what I would like my life to look like. And so as I sat there in my office, uh, I just got real with myself. And I put aside all the right answers and all the, you know, the Christianese answers. And I just said, this is what I want my life to look like. And I just began to speak from my heart. And what I said was, God, I want to be a man who influences uh, government leaders, Fortune 500 CEOs, uh, pro athletes, uh, rock stars, um, people with any type of influence in our nation. I want to be in proximity to them, and I want to share the truth of the kingdom with them. I want to be able to answer the questions that they have, and I want to introduce them uh, to the truth of your kingdom and the truth of your Holy Spirit. And uh, that was just the first time that I allowed myself to speak out the dreams that were inside of my heart and to not have any condemnation or, or not listen to any of those lies that would say that those dreams are too big um, or that, you know, well, you should just, uh, you should just focus on, on, uh, on serving, you know, at the lowest level that you can, you know, but just to have the freedom to say, no, I was meant to influence leaders. That's what God created me to do. And uh, that was a defining moment in my life where I decided to pursue that at all costs and just to make moves uh, to put me in position to be able to fulfill that purpose and that destiny in my life. One of the things you said that stands out to me, you said that uh, when you were going through that mountain course, you said the thing that he said was bring clarity into what you want your life to look like. And I think so many times... I've said it myself. I remember when I first got saved earlier in my walk with the Lord, but people would talk about, oh, what does God want me to do? Or what direction should I go? And I still have friends to this day. I, I'm not kidding you. It's been 10 years that are still sitting around saying, well, I just don't know what God wants me to do. And it drives me nuts because God's put dreams and desires in our heart. They're already there, and he's given us the ability to pursue them. We just need to go do them. And, Come on, man. And, yeah. and and people sit there and wait, and they're like thinking that the heavens are going to open up, and Jesus is going to descend and say, "Hey, I've called you to do this." When in fact, it's already in them. It's they just need to unlock it and go do it. So I absolutely, I love that, man. That's exciting. <laughs> so, man, you bring out such a great point. The word desire, D is of, sire is father. And so once you position yourself in a place where you want what the Lord has for you, then those desires are of your Father. And so absolutely what you're saying, whenever I speak to anyone that says, man, I just want to do what the Lord wants me to do. Okay, when they say that, that is a clue to me that they are positioned correctly. They want to do what the Lord wants them to do. So the next question is, okay, 
what's the desire of your heart? Because that's been placed there by your father. And that's really, John, that's a, that's a huge part of what my job is, is just to champion people and to give them permission to follow their dreams that God put there. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. I, I just, so many people don't realize that once you've been saved and you desire God's will, it's really just digging deep into what excites me, what motivates me, what do I think about all the time, and it's just a matter of jumping into it and just going for it, and don't worry about failure. Come on, man. So, that's so good. All right, Dub, let's get, uh, we're going to jump into the let's get real round. Um we talk about strengths and giftings. What is your biggest strength or gifting in the area of what you do? I'd say that my biggest strength is the ability to connect with anybody, uh, to be able to build trust very quickly. People tend to be comfortable with me. And, uh, yeah, man, so just being able to connect, that's definitely my number one strength. And knowing you, I would say absolutely that is, uh, I would agree with you, is your biggest strength. And, and the reason I would say that. Um, the reason people trust you is because you're authentic with people, you're real, uh, you're genuine, people can see that. And I think when people can see that, it obviously uh, it lowers the BS level, as I would call it. That it just, they just know it's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. there, and it gets rid of the crap. And they're like, you know what, I can, I can listen to this guy because he's genuine with me. So, okay, second Thanks, question. What, absolutely. What is your biggest weakness and walking in your gifting. Now, it might be different, but what I found in my life is sometimes if I always am walking in my strength, that can also be a weakness. Have you? Do you have that in your life? Yeah, man. Strength overextended uh, is a huge, is definitely a huge issue. And so, uh, you're exactly right, man. My ability to connect with people and uh, just bring value to to them on a personal level, to organizations. Um, that can can definitely become overextended to the point that I overcommit. Uh, and so, yeah, man, that that would be my biggest issue is just learning to uh, learning to know when to say no, and to say, man, I just can't make that appointment. I can't, uh, you know, make that uh, that meeting that you would like me to come uh, attend or whatever. And just keeping healthy boundaries, man. I'm so good at connecting outward that I have to be careful to maintain the inward connections that I have personally with the Lord, uh, that I have with my wife, that I have with my daughter, and just learning to guard uh, those personal times and not overcommit to connecting outward elsewhere. Absolutely. Keeping healthy boundaries. That's fantastic. There's a book. Um, I don't know if you've read it. I've read It's been a while, but it's uh, called Boundaries by Henry Cloud. I, th- I think Cloud wrote it, but that's a fantastic book on boundaries and just being able to Say what you exactly what you said. Say no when you need to say no. So I haven't read that yet, but I probably should. It's a fantastic <laughs> book, actually. And and I kind of lied, so I need to restate that. My wife read it, and I sat next to her in bed while she read it, and she <laughs> summarized the chapters for me uh, as she read. So I I really I got the cliff notes, or I should call them the Casey nice. notes. Uh, it's the best way to do it. So that was a good one. All right, Dub, what is the biggest thing that God is stirring in you right now? The biggest thing that God is stirring in me right now would definitely be the issue of fatherhood. And what does that look like? Uh, we live in a fatherless uh, nation, a fatherless generation. 
And so the biggest need when I look around at the nation uh, of the United States is the need for fathers. Um, and, and so just this process that, I, that I'm, work, I'm walking through, defining, clearly defining, what does it mean to be able to father somebody? Because there are millions of young men and women that need someone uh, to step up and to provide for them what their fathers should have provided for them. And I believe that that, that can really come down to uh, the issue of having somebody believe in you. How do you believe in someone in such a way that it enables them to become? I think you're right. On the, on the right track when you say, you know, father and people. And one thing that I would say is obviously you can't give what you don't have. So as people are getting healthy mentally and walking in their purpose and seeing what God has for them, um, I know in my life as I've gotten mentally healthier as far as who I am in Christ and what God's called me to do, I naturally gravitate towards other people and wanting to help because my mind's healthy. So good, man. So, all right, Doug. Let's renew the mind. Let's renew in the mind. So let's jump into the kung fu round. Okay, so we are all called to share the gospel, and that looks differently depending on our personal gifts, talents, abilities, especially what we do for a career. What does that look like for you in your life? Is sharing the gospel with people? One of my favorite things that I get to do with Living Life by Design is, although we are we are heavily led by Holy Spirit, and, and absolutely all about the kingdom of God, is that we don't slap you in the face uh, with the salvation message uh, when you come in the door. We have purposed in our hearts, all of the facilitators, all of the life coaches, that we are simply going to look for your greatness, we're going to pull it out, and we're going to show it to you, and we're going to champion you. And that's all we do, man, in Module 1 and in Module 2, when you come in, we're not looking for sin. We're not looking for your faults. We're not looking for your failures. We're looking for the greatness of God inside of you. We're going to pull it out. We're going to show it to you. And what I found is that every month, man, when I'm, when I'm doing the, the life coach thing over a 30-day period and I'm on, uh, on the phone with people coaching them, is that people come to know the Lord. They ask me, hey, man, I've got to know this Jesus that you know the way that you know him. Uh, and it's just simply because we, we are oftentimes the first or the only people to believe in somebody uh, with no agenda and to believe in them unconditionally and to seek their greatness. And when that happens, that's just a reflection of the kindness of God. And Scripture says that the kindness of God is what leads men to repentance. And so as we pursue the greatness in people and champion them time and time again, if they're not saved, they say, man, I've got to know this God that you know. And so I get to lead him to the Lord, uh, oftentimes just on coaching calls, man, over the phone. So if I was to sum that up, you're telling me that you, instead of just telling people about Jesus, you help them experience a relationship with Jesus, which transformed their life. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Very so, well said. Okay, so Dub, what is a personal daily habit that contributes uh, for you having a solid walk with Jesus? I would say that it's just... Um, Pursuing that relationship with Holy Spirit. You know, the person of the Godhead that currently resides with man is always the most misunderstood. And so when Father walked with, with Adam in the garden, he was misunderstood, and they, they felt like they were missing out on something, and they, they ate the, uh, the knowledge of, of good and evil, and they fell. When Jesus came and walked the earth, 
the Pharisees at that time, they were cool with Father, but they couldn't handle Jesus. And now Jesus has ascended. He sits at the right hand of Father in heaven, and Holy Spirit is the person of the Godhead who is literally on the earth walking with us. And so I just do my best to, uh, to just pursue that personal relationship. I talk to him just conversationally, and uh, I listen for what he has to say. I, I make sure that I'm, I'm feeling what he's leading me to do. And so, yeah, man, just trying every, uh, just all throughout the day, man, just me and Holy Spirit walking together. I dig it, man. I dig it. Okay, so what is a recent book that you've read that's been impactful for you uh, that you could share with our listeners? fantastic book is The Political Spirit by Faisal Malik. I'm going to spell that for you. His first name is Faisal, F-A-I-S-A-L, last name Malik, M-A-L-I-C-K. Political Spirit is so good, man. I like it. We'll check that out. For listeners, just so you know, if you didn't catch that, you can go on our show notes page at areyoureal.org. And we will have that all along with Dub's show notes and everything that he's talked about. And we'll have links to that as well. So, all right, Dub, here's the big question. Uh, And this is a good question. I like this question. If you were to go back to the younger you, what age would you go back to? And what advice would you give yourself to propel you further into your future or to champion yourself, as you call it, champion yourself into what you're doing now? Man, I would go back to uh, 16-year-old Dub, <laughs> and I would, uh, I would tell him, man, listen uh, to what God is speaking to your heart, and don't listen uh, to the religious spirit that's so prevalent in the church and that tries to put you in a box and tries to tell you what's right and wrong and tell you how to live your life. But just trust what it is that you're hearing from the Lord. Uh, that would have just accelerated me uh, so much faster. I, I took on so many things that were just not true uh, because I, were told, I was told they were right. It really slowed me down, man. All right, man. That's great advice. I love it. All right. We're about to jump into the parting thoughts, Dub. But before we do, let's take a moment with our sponsor. When your schedule is as busy as mine, seeing a doctor can be very difficult. Well, what if there was a service that can connect you to a U.S. board-certified physician anytime, anywhere? And what if I told you that it's as close and as easy as your telephone? 24-7 MedPlan is an amazing solution that provides telephone access 24-7 between patients and doctors. With medical costs rising and wait times at ERs and clinics getting longer, 24-7 MedPlan allows doctor consults that are on your schedule. What if it's 11 p.m. Saturday night and your child has a fever? Do you go to the ER, endure a three-hour wait, and hundreds or even thousands of dollars in costs? Instead, you can talk live to a medical doctor right then in the comfort of your home, which may avoid a costly visit to the ER. That's peace of mind. Go to 24-7 MedPlan now and register to save time and money and get peace of mind. No deductibles, no contracts, all pre-existing conditions are covered. Offer just $29.95 per month for your whole family at 24-7 MedPlan. So go now to Are You Real and click on the banner 247medplan.com and get peace of mind now. All right, guys. Back here with Dub. And Dub, before uh, we take off, I want to get some uh, parting thoughts from you. We have gained an enormous amount of wisdom uh, talking about getting rid of the lies in our life and the things that we've allowed and champion people 
before you go, what is one piece of parting advice that you would leave with us? The number one thing that I tell everybody is to invest in yourself. Uh, we've got this issue where people don't see the worth in themselves, and so they don't invest in themselves. And the bottom line is that I personally do not believe that, that you will be able to walk in the fullness of your purpose without some help. There are some people out there that have some keys that you need in order to reach the fullness of who it is that you are called to be. And so don't be scared to invest in yourself, whether that looks like um, spending time listening to podcasts, buying books, sitting down with a pastor one-on-one, hearing what they have to say, um, going through a process like living life by design, getting some life coaching. Just get someone on your side who believes in you and who will champion you and see what that acceleration will do for you. Ooh, that's good stuff, Dub. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, so Dub, um, before you leave, how can our listeners find you, what you're doing? You're talking about uh, living life by design, which listeners, I do want to tell you, I've been through the class. My wife's been through it. Uh, it was absolutely, I, well, I just want to tell you this. The whole reason I'm doing this podcast is uh, this was after going through living life by design and finding my purpose. This is the reason um, this podcast came forth uh, when I found uh, my word for my life. It's life-changing, but Dub, how do we find out about you, what you're doing, living life by design, where do we go, how do we find out about all that stuff? Well, thank you for that, John. I appreciate that, man. Uh, you can find Living Life by Design at www.llbd.org. And uh, just check me down on Facebook. It's easy to find, D-U-B-B Alexander. Just look for that, Dub Alexander, and uh, shoot me a friend request, and... uh yeah, we'll have a good time. All right, Dub, since I have the ability to edit stuff, I want to put you on the spot. You don't have to do it, but for our listeners that don't know, if you saw Dub in real life, you would never guess this, but this brother can drop a beat like no other. <laughs> so, Dub, you are been put on the spot. I want to know. You got a, you got a, uh, you got a beat for us, brother? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Okay. See, here's the deal, John. Everybody's looking for 16 bars of fanatical phrases, factual data for lines, written from radical pages, practical setup was gone, hacked and waxed like a daisical, but a back jack is strapped. No more gradual tactical moves, bro. You won't know though what hit you. Ninja lines bend your mind like a neurovirus bit. You got you jerking, jiggy working over time around for certain, falling short to leave you hurting. Someone call to close the curtain. Let me spit a line from the divine mind to reside inside of mine. Crime to shine ahead of my timeline like a fine line better with age, call a vineyard grind. Then I that from Tech 9, did I go strike 340? Nice, spit fine lines that are mine, of mine alone with those Lord Alley, homie. My heart makes the beat, but my father makes me flow. I'm living life by my design when I light it up and let it go. So grab your paper, grab your pen. Grab those 16 bars again. I could have spit a mean 15, left a scene like then with a clean cut wind. So, brother, dropping it like it's hot. I just saw the microphone explode. <laughs> Dude, you are incredible, Dub. You are absolutely one of the coolest people I ever met. So, I love it, Likewise, dude. Likewise, John. You're the man. Hey, listeners, I just want to let you know all the resources that Dub's talked about today, his links, where to find them, all of that will be found on areyoureal.org. Check us out. And listeners, I need your help. Right now, we got a couple weeks left, and uh, I need you to go into iTunes. I need you to rate, review us, leave a mark, give us five stars if you love us, because that is going to help spread the kingdom and uh, what people are doing out there in the rural world, just like you and me, trying to make a difference. And I need your help to spread it. So 
Man, we love you. We thank you. Be blessed. And uh, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Be sure to go to areyoureal.org for your free questionnaire to identify your gifts and talents and how you can use them to help people become leaders and catapult them into their destiny to help others become the leaders of tomorrow. We appreciate you spending your time with us and look forward to helping you reach out and revolutionize next time on Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You.